and welcome to Rose Ed. And yet the FA Cup third round was full of the traditional fun and frolics, with Spurs needing late reinforcements to squeak past League One Morecambe and at Arsenal, Mikel Arteta's project continues to go swimmingly. That's assuming that the project is to get unceremoniously dumped out of the FA Cup by a team in the division below you. Meanwhile, the January transfer window is in full swing as Eddie Howe is even happier to get wood than Hannah when her husband's five-a-side team win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Welcome to Rosehead. Hannah East with me as always. Of course, right, Hannah? Shabba, I'm all right, thanks. When you've said about her husband um, with a five-a-side team win, his team didn't actually win very often. So that's why they've stopped being uh, participating in the league now. So there's no no, no restriction on Monday night Rudy's because oh. he don't play football anymore. Does he miss it? What, the Rudy's or? <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he does. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was I horrible. Think, I want to play football. Yeah, that's <laughs> dirty. Um, yeah, I think he does miss it quite a bit, but never mind. Um, Good sympathy. That's what keeps a marriage going. Total lack of care for your partner. DM me for marriage advice. Uh, Mike, how are you? Yeah, not bad. Notice your your dig in the intro, which is much appreciated. <laughs> I had a little dig at I had a little dig at Arsenal, but it was sort of covered up by talking about Hannah and her husband's sex life. <laughs> it's been a good week for the podcast, hasn't it, guys? I mean, very, yeah. Very. Hannah, um, we've been nominated for an award. How do you feel about that? I mean, I'm very excited. I'm very surprised because we're kind of like <laughs> one, of, one of no, but we're one of the only independent uh, podcasts, aren't we? So we basically sit in, in our world. spare rooms at home, which is why there's random stuff behind me, like a shredder and stuff like that. And we do it from home, and we enjoy it, and it's fun. So I think we're because we we obviously have been nominated. It's like we're up against the big dogs. We're up against like professional companies doing this. Um, <laughs> Real people. Which, like actual human beings that know what they're doing. So that's why it's made it so much more fun. But I'm really, really proud of us. Oh, thanks, Hannah. Yeah. Um, oh, Mike, how, how did you feel when you when you heard the news? No, I'm not surprised at all, to be honest, because, <laughs> you know. You knew it was gold. Of, yeah, absolutely. No, the, the, the level of like work we've been putting in, you know, doing it, off our own backs which is which is tough i i knew it was gonna come it, it was no shock to me but i'm i'm very i'm very very glad and i'm excited uh for the award ceremony in a few months because we will get lit yeah i'm gonna I mean, be lit so how do you feel about it joe I'm let's chuffed. ask you because we never ask you <laughs> anything <laughs> i just ask you it's like being in a really horrible relationship with a person who only talks about themselves um you don't know anything about me uh, yeah, the um, we've been nominated for a sports podcast award. I should just say, if you do want to vote for us, we're in the sports comedy category. So just go on the sports comedy. No, hang on. Go on the sports podcast award website, register. You can vote for us. And um, we are climbing up the old leaderboard. There's eight podcasts in our category. We're currently fifth at the moment. So please do really? register and vote. Yeah, we absolutely are. <laughs> um, so short. <laughs> But yeah, every time Hannah kept being like, I'm so I'm so surprised. Do you know what? It was a yeah, real no. surprise. The implication, just this absolute <laughs> that we put out. But it's no, it's, it's, like. Do you know what? I'm I'm really like I feel like really quite flattered to be honest because there's people like um, England Rugby International, Joe Marler in there, The Athletic, arguably the biggest sports yeah. company in the world. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I promised myself oh. I wouldn't cry. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, do you know what? It, it's really like it's awesome, and just thank you so much to everybody who's listened. Um, we really, really appreciate it. And yeah, as Mike says, we get drunk at the ceremony, so that's that's kind of yeah, because it's main well thing. expensive for a ticket. So we're going to get our ball gowns out. Well, you two aren't obviously. I'm going to get my ball gown out, have a night away from my kids, and yeah, going to get lit. Like Mike I'm just going said. in an Adidas tracksuit with some cans in my pocket and just <laughs> see what happens. 
Yeah. We're going to be those people sat at the table where, you know, people go around topping drinks that we're like, yeah, fill my glass up, yeah, and stealing the cutlery and stuff. Should we start a ruck with the Transfer Talk podcast? Like, <laughs> you looking at Darmesh Chef, mate? <laughs> Do you know, once I did, this, I did something really embarrassing. So I went for a, like an afternoon tea. My mother-in-law was retiring and um, it was a really posh place and it cost a fortune for the afternoon tea. So I'd had a few drinks and I was like, let's steal the cutlery, get our money's worth. So I was taking like the, <laughs> the butter knives, the forks, you know, like the cake um, forks, the forks that you used to eat cake, you know what I mean? I do, um, they got a long prong. At home, it's just like a tablespoon. You just eat cake with that. Um, and so I got all this posh cutlery. And then the day after I was working at Man United uh, at Old Trafford and we were doing like player interviews and stuff. So I get to Old Trafford, park up, go to walk in and, you know, say hi to the, the lads at security and stuff. And then they're like, oh, can we just check your bag? I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Opened my bag and it was full of <laughs> knives and, and forks <laughs> and stuff. I was I was so embarrassed. And I was like, oh, guys, I'm really sorry. What's actually happened is I nicked a load of cutlery yesterday at afternoon tea. But then that just sounds even worse. And they were like... Can, can you go and put all the knives and stuff in your car and come back? And I was like, yeah, yeah. But I'm there with my badge. I'd swiped my way through because I had a pass and everything. It was so embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. That's like, um, you know, in like prison films where they kind of like, they'll find a weapon to like yeah. take back to the cell block to maybe attack an enemy. Yeah. That's like, I think I'd be more frightened if I was searching someone's bag at security and there was a cake fork than if there was a knife because it's so that's so well, there was dark. four in there i took the set <laughs> also this is this is why my mum likes you so much my mum does this yeah right? does she nick spoons as well she just nicks stuff yeah right sorry mum because she listens to the podcast but it's true so stop doing it <laughs> you don't want me to say it <laughs> but like she stopped now because i stop her but i don't know what happens when she's on her own because she will be at like a posh restaurant or something she'll be like that's a nice cup and I'd be like, no. Yeah. And she'd be like, ah, oh, but because we were in Italy once and we were at this lovely little like tumble down family run B&B where they'd be so kind to us. Like, oh, Mr. Forrest, hello, you want the motosti this morning? Oh, come on. Like so nice. That's just Italian. So, and so first, where did you go? <laughs> first, <laughs> first offensive generic accent of the day. Tick. Um, <laughs> but she'll be like, oh, this is a nice cup, isn't it? Like, do you think they'd mind if I took it? Like, yeah, probably. Because it is theirs. So they wouldn't mind if you stole it. Like, oh, no, they won't miss it. It's like, no, it's not the Hilton. Like, this is like literally like Mario, not Mario and Luigi. Oh, God's <laughs> sake. <laughs> but you know what I mean? These like lovely, like like the family yeah, out of the yeah. Dolmio adverts, like running a little B&B. Oh, so can I just say, kids, right? I don't think my mum does it anymore. And... Just don't steal things. I just Hannah. take spoons everywhere I go. I can't, I've got so many spoons, teaspoons. I don't know why. I just... Yeah, if I came to your house, I would steal your teaspoon. <laughs> this is the this is the earliest in the podcast that Hannah said something that I don't know what to say back to. <laughs> Usually, it's towards the end when I warm up. But if yeah, I, if I came to your house, I would steal your teaspoon. All right, <laughs> you can have one. I'll send you one. Um, you had a good week, Mike. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. It's been. Um... It's been quite boring, actually. We actually really, we really missed you last week, Mike, and we started oh. making things up as to why you weren't here. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. the episodes that I don't listen to because the last one, I think you said I was at like some beard convention or naked beard like convention. That. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, naked beard convention. So yeah, I'd made a conceited effort not to listen to last week's podcast for the slanderous content. Otherwise, oh. I'd have to rat you out. 
That's pretty good because it, it was 15 minutes before we remembered to mention. Yeah, we were like, yeah, awful. so what else has been going? Oh, Mike's not here. I, like, I should say Mike's not here. <laughs> so I, hope he's I don't, I don't right. know if that's better or worse, slander or being ignored. I don't know. Um, Hannah, you've been in London. Do you have, do you have a nice week? End? <laughs> Weekend? Yeah, we did. So um, I went to watch uh, Hot Wheels monster trucks at the O2 Good. with my kids. With the kids? Did or... loads of activity. <laughs> yeah, just, I forgot, yeah, I left them in the hotel. But we did loads of like touristy stuff because the kids, my kids have like three and a half weeks off for Christmas holidays, which is so excessive. Um, but yeah, they're back at school now, so it's fine. <laughs> I was I was probably less than a mile from you on London South Bank, and nor did we meet up. <laughs> Joe, right? Honestly, if yes. you would not want to meet up with my three year old and five year old, we were going around the Shrek adventure. We got our single friend to come and meet us at the Shrek adventure, and he had to get up in the lift with like fifty kids, and the parents were looking at him as if like what's this man doing on his own at the Shrek adventure? It was really weird. Um, but you wouldn't want to meet up with my children, trust me. <laughs> no, when you put He's it He's like, not even yeah. been given the option. Yeah. Um, no, fine. <laughs> right, it is, of course, time for our regular feature, which kind of warms us into the show. It's time for things that make you go... Oh. Mike, he did this for ages last week. <laughs> Tell him to stop. Did it make the final edit? Because he edits it and I like a dolphin. (laughs) You okay, hun? You've been watching River Monsters. Oh god, we'll talk about River Monsters later. (laughs) Oi oi. (laughs) Hannah's favourite program in the world. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Um, you do keep saying, Hannah, oh, you gotta watch this program, it's brilliant. It's sending us stills of a fishing show that you like. Do I talk like that at all? Hey, get a watch this show. It's oh, it was right nice. I went down Shrek and I saw monster trucks. It was dead good, wasn't it? <laughs> we want to make up me and my kids. No. <laughs> I've been banned from doing a Yorkshire accent, actually, by a um, new friend of mine. A new special from... friend. <laughs> you do naked cuddles with her. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're in such a good mood. <laughs> no, Isn't it like... <laughs> No, right. Mm, uh, yeah. So, uh, Hannah, yeah. What's made you? What's made you go? Mm, what's made you go? Mm, this. Mm, this I'll let week. you go first. Um. Well, I think the thing that's made me go. Mm, oh, what does your mum think when she listens to this? I think she thinks everything I do is brilliant. Aww. So <laughs> even when I do stupid, <laughs> that's so cute. Yeah, the things that are patently. <laughs> She just thinks, oh, that's good. Um, I think that made me go, mm, this week. It was probably Andy Carroll's two disallowed goals for Reading. His second one, where he chests it down and wallops it in the top corner. But it just yeah. makes me feel sad, Mike. So much wasted potential. Yeah, he's got that in his locker, isn't he? He scored a um, ridiculous overhead kick for West Ham. He, he does have that. I mean, the fact they were disallowed as well, it's just such a... So, like, for him as well, it must be such a... Having to, can I say... Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. It must be such a b- that I have scored well. Yeah, poor poor Andy Carroll. He's just been through the ringer, isn't he? I, I, yeah. I, feel, bad. I feel bad for him. Do you have, can yeah. you say that he's been through the ringer? That doesn't mean the. B- I'm gonna have right. to cut that. I think it just means you've been wrung <laughs> yeah, out. Like, you have to cut. I know. Like, I'm, only, I'm only joking. <laughs> this is going to be such a ridiculous one. Oh, God almighty. <laughs> Literally. I didn't have to use a single one last week, Hannah. We were on really good behaviour. Mike's back and it's just descending. It. Yeah, he has been through it. the ringer. Oh, dear. But I did, tell you about, I did tell you about when I saw Andy Carroll, didn't I? No. I was having afternoon tea at the Dorchester. 
Did you nick a spoon? Uh, no, my mum probably did. <laughs> Jingle jangle as she walks out. Um, but yeah, I saw, I saw Andy Carroll walked in. I went, oh, it's my auntie. I was like, oh, it's Andy Carroll. And who should walk in behind him but Chris Eubank? And they sat down and had afternoon tea together. Oh, Didn't whoa. They? I would not expect that duo no. at all. That's a weird celebrity friendship, isn't it? How Very. do they meet? Yeah. It's a bit like Tom Jones and Anne-Marie. On a, apparently they're good friends. They're on Gogglebox, Celebrity Gogglebox together. You wouldn't put them two together, would you? Do you know who Amory is? Yeah. <laughs> so I saw both your faces. She's like a, she's like a mid-20s like pop singer. Mm. Friends Amberlin. with like Tom Jones. Uh, yeah, you know who Tom yeah, Jones is. Yeah, how did is. that come about? Not Anne Boleyn. <laughs> <laughs> but I hate to see that kind of wasted potential. And this gives me a nice segue, right? So it's, it's almost Ooh. like I planned the show into... Tangy and Dombele. So, Mike, talk about wasted potential. I mean, yeah. this guy was one of the best players in Liga. Tottenham's record signing. Been in the club three years now. He's played under Pochettino, Mourinho, Nuno, Conte, and briefly Ryan Mason. Hasn't done it for anyone. Um, and at the weekend, if you haven't seen this, Spurs beat Morecambe. So had to basically bring Son and Kane and Moore and everybody off the bench to beat Morecambe, uh, who are in League One. But Tangi and Dombele was hooked and walked off the pitch so slowly and the Spurs fans were booing him and it just says everything about him. He's got so much ability as a footballer, but mm. he just he cannot be bothered. And it's just kind of clarify, like, what was the reason that the fans were booing him? Because he was walking... Well, just he because played, he was going so slowly. But he was literally walking around the pitch. Like, yeah. honestly, it's like we talk about sometimes footballers like not applying themselves. It was, it was, I've never seen anything like properly walking around. Yeah. Like it, I've not seen a professional footballer really do that. And he walked off so slowly as well, just to add insult to injury. So not only does he have no application and he's not worked hard for any of these five managers, but he doesn't care. And he'll look back on his career, Mike, and just, I think he'll really, really regret the opportunities he's missed because he could have been a great player. Yeah, I mean, I was really upset when Spurs signed him because I thought this guy is an absolute baller. Like, he's just got so much technical ability um, and the physical side to go with it. But it's, yeah, you're right. It's just about application. It's just, it's, well, it's not disappointing to see, obviously, because, you know, watching Spurs do badly and Spurs players do badly is always fun for me. But from you a come to the lane last night, mate, you'd have loved it. Because it's like, I remember when I first saw him, I saw him get on the ball. And he reminded me a bit of Moussa Dembele, who's one of my favourite Spurs players ever. Like, yeah. really, really good, close control. And I thought this could be the guy to do what Dembele used to do. Pick it up, transition the ball, uh, transition into attack, go round people, like, strong, technically good. He's got all the ability, and it's kind of, this is obviously, I know Mike's going to roll his eyes, but I, I did think, I was like, oh, he looks a little bit, and I'm not comparing him at all. Don't say Patrick Vieira. Like Zidane. Oh. <laughs> but just that... Big guy, big frame, great feet, and he's not even reached 0.1% of no. that level. And I just think it's such a shame because God knows where he'll go now. He might go to Newcastle, might go back to Liga or whatever. I don't think he'll ever, ever have the career that he should have done. And he'll only have himself to blame. And whether he's got like, it's because he's got the cash now and he doesn't care. Um, I don't know, but I just think, I just think there's no excuse to kind of waste your potential when you've been given that gift particularly if you love the game so i know he listens so Obviously. take a long hard look at yourself tangy <clears throat> so what are you talking about that rub my hardest <laughs> no you didn't <laughs> <laughs> but my french impression is the candlestick from beauty in the beast <laughs> <Tell him, yeah. laughs> yeah. the dining no room proudly presents your dinner <laughs> 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 
<laughs> but there's no way back from it. When the fans turn on you, it's very difficult to win yeah. fans' respect back, isn't it? If you make it like to to walk off a pitch and be booed and antagonise fans by walking slowly, and there's just no way back from that, is there? But it's like I, I know it bothers you as well, Hannah. I I obviously do care if you're rubbish, but I don't hold it against you. Yeah, I really hold it against you if you can't be asked. That's yeah. un- and then to walk off the pitch, it's yeah. like you you there is no football without fans and i just feel like it's a real slap in the face yeah um mike what made you go mm, this week um mm. i was actually oh. gonna say i watched it because because you were talking about hannah was talking about swamp Mon- was it swamp monsters river river, river swamp monsters, swamp monsters. Swamp monsters. <laughs> river monsters river monsters um it made me think about a program i used to watch uh robson green it was like yeah oh, extreme fishing Rob- yeah. yeah that was like my favorite program and i, so I watched a, watched a rerun of it the other day and i was like that made me go mm, because that is a proper proper pro i used to sit down and watch it with my dad and just like be amazed by the the places they used to go and yeah it just it just made me think about that robson green's an absolute legend i, I love him it's like a broadcast he's just like that geordie bloke isn't he like just you, you want to be mates with it's a bloody big fish, that pet. That's a a big one on the lane. The only thing is, because he's got obviously a lot more funding behind um, his his, uh, fishing programme, but I find after, because I like to binge watch fishing programmes. Is this weird? Maybe. Um, Yeah, yeah, but I like to binge watch them and I kind of, I can watch Jeremy Wade for hours, but I find Robson Green sometimes a bit repetitive with like overemphasizes that he's like a local Geordie lad and, you know, I I get a bit frustrated with that after maybe six hours. I didn't realise I was going to talk to a fishing TV (laughs) program expert today but i present i presented a fishing darts program before on sky you know fishing so fishing darts yeah wet darts yes what they were were throwing they were throwing fish hello welcome to wet darts with me hannah east pop 180 see you next week (laughs) please explain Uh, no it was basically darts players did this charity fishing day um so we were talking about the darts roundup uh, because i used to do the dart show on itv and then we just did this like fishing program where we're talking walking around like barry hearn and all like professional darts players are around this river um this lake sorry and they were fishing and then yeah it was it was really random i remember i got that sounds really fun wow but because i really actually like fishing i really enjoyed the day where, what happened to like those great formats? It's like, we're going to get darts players and send them fishing. If I'm a commissioner, I'm like, yeah, how much do you need? Because yeah. that's that's good content as far anything, as I'm Anything with Barry Hearn there, it's just good content, isn't it? So Between Barry George? Barry no, Hearn. Barry Hearn is in like the, the chairman of Head the of darts. Head of Matchroom. Yeah. Head of Matchroom yeah, oh, Sport. Right. Yeah. Was he a darts player? You know, Eddie, no, no, he's, um, but no, he's, he's he owns Matchroom Sport. No, I know, yeah, but why was he there? Because it's his company that uh, run all the darts, uh, the, the PDC. But he was in the show as well. Yeah, he was fishing, <laughs> right. but he was just there. It's like Eddie Hearn. Have you watched any of the memes on um, on TikTok mm. and stuff of Eddie Hearn? Like they yeah, are yeah. some of the funniest things He's I have right ever either. seen in my life. Where it's oh, it's brilliant. Um, but that's but no, but because I was just like, okay, so it's darts players playing but it starts players fishing yeah but also the guy who owns the company who does the darts is also Very fishing hard. there's so many layers to this format yeah. <laughs> but it's so good i feel like you should watch it it's so random um, Hannah, I'm not years ago. oh can yeah. i tell you something that really did make me go mm. oh idris elba on the coverage of the arsenal game 
Now, God <laughs> Almighty! I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. The, if if a man could turn me, it's Big Triss. He he is just a big human wardrobe of charisma. Every everything about him just oozes sex appeal. <laughs> like, and honestly, like, and even though he was in that, because he's so we should say actually, he was wearing the all white Arsenal kit which is about the No More Red campaign, which is something that him and Ian Wright are involved with um, to, well, to stop knife crime, basically, in the streets of the UK, which is pretty amazing and great that Arsenal were involved. And I actually thought the white kit looked amazing. Um, I'd quite like to see all Premier League clubs do that, play one game a season, like in all white. I think it's really, really cool. Um, But Idris Elba, man, just, I just, I love The Wire and I love Luther. And I could just, oh, imagine just like gazing up into his eyes. He could be talking about anything. I just think he's wonderful. <laughs> I was going to say, Joe, he plays um, the the gatekeeper in Thor, doesn't he? I don't I was, fancy him in that. No, I was going to. I was going to say you probably want him to open your gates. <laughs> oh, right, <laughs> kaboom! Yeah. I was on my honeymoon once, and my husband oh. was like, "Oh, do you know what would be absolutely amazing right now?" And I was like, what, it's like a really romantic setting. There was this guy uh, playing the piano, and he was like, "It would be so amazing right now." if Phil Collins was just there and was serenading <laughs> us. And I was like, what? of all the people to pick in the world, why, do, why on our honeymoon night number two, you know, like why would you want Phil Collins to be singing to us in this moment in the Maldives? I thought, like, I thought you'd you say like Barry White or something, the wars yeah. of love. <laughs> where were you, Hannah? Um, well, we actually got two round the world tickets for our honeymoon. We went for like seven weeks. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, we went for it. We was was it. Mexico but, but what, stuck on there, Hannah, or mm. just wondering? Is that no. one of the countries you went to? Mega Gold. No, they're no. banned. Arriba, Mr. East. But where were you at the time when this happened, Hannah? Sorry. Um, so we're in the Maldives. No, no, where? Sorry. <laughs> Christ. The Maldives. <laughs> I've not heard of that. I've heard of the Maldives. Are you taking the <laughs> damage? I think she was only Maldives. there. Literally, it's the Maldives, isn't it? You say it. Maldives. <laughs> like, you say it. Maldives. <sighs> anyway. You're weird, you know. You are weird. It's the Maldives, right. If whatever let's do a poll of on this. oh what oh and it'll be all the people from north allerton again <laughs> oh bloody maldives the what they're talking about <laughs> bloody maldives i got my trunks from pre-market on the plane to maldives <laughs> <laughs> i'm Mald- actually crying i don't think it's a yorkshire thing i think it's a hannah east yeah. <laughs> making up words <laughs> oh um, god um Right, it was FA Cup third round weekend. A uh, little roundup uh, for you. Six-tier Kidderminster host West Ham in the fourth round after they beat Reading. Boreham Wood are the other non-league team left in the FA Cup. Cambridge United pulled off a shock win against Newcastle United at St. James's Park. Arsenal are among the Premier League teams to fall at the first hurdle. Oh, no, we're all sad. And Rebecca Welsh made history by becoming the first woman to ref a third-round tie as she officiated Plymouth's win at Birmingham. Let's start with Arsenal, Mike. Humbled, humbled against Forest. Um, What did you make of it? It's great, yeah. 
Yeah, it was great. It was great. It's great. It, what, Idris Elba on the coverage great. and Arsenal go out. Yes, please. Yeah, Brit. <laughs> what no, a weekend. I, I don't know. Do we, do we really have to talk about it? Do we? Big time. Right, yeah? right at the top okay. of the running order. Um, yeah, I mean, great game. Obviously, great effort from both sides. Um, Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> It's like nah. when Hannah's running for political office. <laughs> Everybody's happy. Let's be nice yeah. and beige with our response. No, nah, okay. nah, you know what? Uh, just to be honest, it was a complete pathetic performance from Arsenal. They just didn't turn up. Um, we played like two youngsters in the middle of the park because we've got no one left in midfield. We've got Thomas Party and Mohamed Elneny uh, at the Africa Cup of Nations. We've just let go Maitland-Niles. Um, he's gone to Roma to link up with Jose Mourinho for some reason. Don't know why you want to play under him. Um, so, yeah, we've literally got two fit senior midfielders, Xhaka and um, and Lakonga, and Xhaka was out with COVID. So, yeah, let's all do Lakonga, Joe. I, know. <laughs> I love doing <laughs> I Lekonga. know that's what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we had to play teenage Charlie Patino um, in, in midfield, and he'd only just made his debut like a month before against Sunderland. Uh, in in the Carabao Cup, so it was a bit of a mess. But aside from that, it was just awful. And to top it all off, the bloke that scored the winner has the worst beard I've ever seen in football. Not even just the EFL, not even like in Europe. I think in the world, Lewis Graben, he needs to shave that off, mate, because it is terrible. Okay, I'm, I'm guessing you've seen it, right? Is that because yeah, he course. came off the bench to score the winner, or is that because you? Don't no, no, he's it? just his beard just okay. looks like debris on his face. I, I don't even know how to debris. describe it. Debris? Do you mean debris? Oh debris. no! Don't oh. even try! Don't even try it! <laughs> it's debris. 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 It's not a cheese. Debris. Debris. Can you pass debris? <laughs> I've got the camembert. <laughs> Stilton. No, it's debris. <laughs> Don't it even jump? try it. Don't even. It was, no, I go away, yeah, debris. Yeah. I would say debris, but I'm just like, I'm not even going to. No. <laughs> I like those shots fired. She tried. She tried that. But like, you know how you obviously know loads about fishing programs and you're very particular, Hannah. Like, Mike's the same with beards. Yeah, yeah. He's like don't, really picky oh, over okay. beard. Don't, don't test. Yeah, but I'll, I'll show you a pitch, Hannah, because I, I don't know if you saw it, but it, it's just awful. Like, I don't know if he's got a missus or a girlfriend, but how she hasn't told him to shave that off. It's just insane. Oh, oh, poor Lewis Graben. Yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry, Lewis. It's just like, I'm sure you've been told a lot, but I'll be he might the... think He might think you're Maybe. a bit bitter, Mike, though. Mm. What, Lewis I, thought Forrest, I thought Forrest played really well as well. Yeah, they, yeah, they did. They, they played well. They were organised. Um, I think their manager, Steve Cooper, used to manage the under-17s to the World Cup, the England mm. under-17s. So he's obviously, you know, a decent manager, but it just was no opposition from Arsenal and it's quite pathetic. So, Do you think yeah. that Arteta wasn't like, because obviously this race for the top four is is looking pretty good and it probably is going to be Spurs-Arsenal mm. playing on Sunday as well. And I feel, I feel oh, a bit I'm not looking forward to next week's show at all. Um, I'm, sure, I'm really not looking forward to Sunday. I hate the North London derby. Um, yeah. Like obviously the last one that you cruised, but normally it's not really like that. It's not an enjoyable experience. No, not um, at all. But do you think that Arteta's not that bothered about the FA Cup? Because he's probably like the big thing for him is probably going to be getting back into top four. Yeah, absolutely. But it could be a crucial week because um, it's it's uh, Liverpool as well in the EFL Cup, which is uh, on Thursday night. Um, so depending on on what happens there, um, 
you know, you potentially could be exiting two competitions within the space of a week if there's a battering against Liverpool. Um, and then obviously the momentum of that going into a North London derby, uh, could be, even though Spurs got battered by Chelsea over two legs uh, in the Carabao Cup, it's just like momentum is so key in football. Um, but I just think what we've got to do is just not like go into into meltdown when Arsenal will lose a game. Like, yeah, they lost against Nottingham Forest. It was a bad performance, but they need to like bounce back now. And I, I still think that top four race is so open. It just, you can't call it at the moment. Yeah. And um, might mention it and we should, we should touch on it. I, I was at, I was at Spurs last night. Um, Yeah. Out to Chelsea 3-0 over the two legs. Apart from about 15 minutes in the second half um, on Wednesday night, it was just, it was, the steam at us. For, for large portions of last night's game, it looked like a training drill, attack versus defence. They just passed the ball around us. And that's absolutely fine if you're the team that's 3-0 up in the tie to just sit back and soak up the pressure. Um, Jaffet Tanganga lost his man for the, uh, for Rudiger's header last night. So that's Tanganga at fault for all three goals in the tie. And... It just really, really shows, I think, that Spurs desperately need investment. And there's a part of me that wonders if Conte made a point a little bit last night mm. and was kind of like us going out because as great a manager as he is, and he is a fantastic manager, Chelsea have just got such a better first eleven and such a better squad. And Tuchel got the tactics bang on in the first half of the first leg. That's where the tie was won and Tuchel smashed it then. But... If Jaffet Tanganga is there playing centre-half for you, then obviously a manager like Tuchel is going to focus on him and there's not really a lot Conte can do if he doesn't have any other options. So, I don't know. I just thought I thought it was a really, really disappointing couple of legs. I hope it makes means we're going to be active in the transfer window, to be honest. I don't think we will be because I think Daniel Levy has potentially lied to Conte and uh, Fabio Paratici about how much money is available. And I don't think it's beyond the realm's possibility that Antonio Conte could potentially leave saying oh. at, at some point saying that um, there's not, not the money there that he was promised that he was promised. Um, God, he's, he's got really sad now. Yeah, I do. I feel really sad. Yeah. I feel really sad because you were so hyped about Conte, but now you're realizing that actually, you know, he is a very demanding manager. And the reason that he's left a lot of jobs is because he's, he's not really agreed with, with the hierarchy. So, yeah, I mean, slightly putting words into my mouth there. Well, no, it's, it, it sounded like it if sounded like you translate, just Joe. you basically you started off really positive, and then you realised, oh, actually, like you know, this this could go very badly, which I think we all realised at the beginning. But obviously, you were excited to have a world class manager, but the world class manager has to be backed by a club operating at world class level, which Spurs are not. So, you can't resist, can I? I don't. I do you know what? I don't know. I don't. I, I love Conte and I still think, thank God, given how thin the squad is, thank God he's the manager um, because at least he can get something out of us. But I do worry that because there's all this stuff coming out in the press, oh, there's not as much money, there's not as much money. And I think mm. if Levy has kind of tried to pull a fast one on him and he walked, which I don't think is beyond the realm's possibility, and he's not expecting 150 million quid to spend in January, but he's probably going to be like, I want a new right back and I want a new centre back. And he's justified to ask for that only 50 million quid which in modern football is not very much given how much all the other big clubs spend um i don't know like i think if if levy's kind of 
telling him porkies will never attract another big manager ever again yeah. because they yeah. just won't believe the chairman. Yeah. And you've had some big managers as well, to be fair, like Jose Mourinho, you spent a ridiculous amount to get him. And, and Antonio Conte now. He was, yeah, he was the one we gave all the bloody money to. Yeah. We should have given it to Poch. Or should have given it to Poch, yeah. So do you think, do you think Conte was being uh, playing a bit of a game last night and being a bit tactical to, to highlight the weaknesses? Is that, what yeah. you think? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, a little bit, to be honest. I don't think, I don't think that's kind of, um, yeah, beyond the realm of possibility. Because in the first leg, we started with five at the back, as we have in every other game under Conte, and they blew us away. We went to four at the back and matched them in the second half, and the game was a lot more even. Yeah. And having seen that, again, he started with five at the back last night, and they totally dominated us. And he didn't change the formation at any point. Um, and in the second half, we, there was 20 minutes or so we played much better. The only reason that happened was because Lucas Moura and Harry Kane came deep to get the ball themselves. They couldn't get the ball because the ball couldn't get out of the fence, let alone to midfield. Yeah. Harry Winks was appalling. Um, I mean, everyone knows my opinions on Harry Winks anyway. He's such yeah. a limited football player. I don't think he, <laughs> Harry Winks, I don't, th- I don't think he belongs at Spurs. Um, but yeah, I, Harry Kane and Lucas Moura came deep to get the ball. They started making stuff happen, but they're only two men. And, and and Joe, the ref tried his hardest to give you a penalty. Two <laughs> yeah. shocking, shocking decisions from Andre Mariner. I don't know how that even went to VAR in in the first place. The only thing I will say is I did. I felt the offside with Kane was tight. They all are, and that that comes down to those sort of come down to a bit of a matter of opinion, don't they? Because I still very much have the old school football like if you're in line, you're onside, but. Because I think I think the attacker should generally be favoured because it's more exciting. But I know I know that's not the rule. Look, we didn't really we didn't deserve anything out of the game. Um, yeah, it was it was a really drab performance, and there's there's so much work to be done, and we just can't. I mean, Matt Doherty started at left back. Matt Doherty is an out of form right back playing at left wing back. Hmm. I mean, obviously Chelsea are going to destroy you, and it just kind of showed in the second half. They brought uh, they took Kovacic off and put Conte on, and it's just like. The, the options they've got are just mental. So what's your prediction for the North London derby, Joe? Do on, honest, unbiased opinion. I, I know it's a real cliche, um, but kind of any sort of form or troubles are, are out the window. Um, and it's a quality game. I think it's the best derby in the Premier League because it tends to be the best matches. Um, but honestly, I think both teams are pretty even at the moment. Like decent teams with decent managers beating most of the rest of the league but still battered by the big teams a lot yeah a long way below the big boys um so i I don't know to be honest i don't know which way it's going to go i think obviously we got a far superior manager to who we had last time so i I certainly don't think you'll flatten us i've got no idea i've got absolutely no idea it could go either i know that's like really sitting on the fence i think it'll be a good game because it always is but yeah what do you think um I think if we turn up and put in the level of performance that we did against Man City, I think we'll win. But it's whether we'll be able to replicate that level because that must have been such a shot in the heart to outplay Man City for like 60 minutes and then two moments of madness and a few dodgy referee decisions and then the game's gone um, will be damning. And I think that's probably a reason why you saw the performance you did against Nottingham Forest because the players must have been so disheartened by that result. Um, but if they can put in that that sort of performance level, I think we can Arsenal can win, yeah, because I just think they they have they've shown that they, that they can do it. So 
why not? We've already beaten Spurs this season already, so there should be loads of confidence. I, I don't think it's one of them North London derbies where you're going into it thinking, oh, like Kane's going to score a hat-trick and, you know, Son's, don't know, Son's not going to play, is he? He won't play, no, is he? No, he's not going to play. So that's one less, you know, weapon that you have to worry about. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm confident, but I would say that Arsenal Arsenal should should win, I think. I think mm. I'd put my money on Arsenal, to be honest. Sorry, Joe. <sighs> yes, Anna, getting off the fence. I just, yeah, I just <laughs> I feel, for the Arsenal. I feel like Arsenal just are, they seem more hungry for this right now. Um, I think there just appears to be a bit more, I'm going to say passion. I think you'll miss not having Son in the team, that um, that duo with Harry Kane. Um, I think that, that might cause a bit of a problem for you. But um, yeah, sorry, Joe. Right, I feel um, like you've really opened out here um, in the podcast today and I didn't realise how, how sad you were about the situation. Yeah, I know. He, he really oh, I mean, like, I think took a turn there, there, didn't he? Yeah, take him back a little bit. Yeah. We're like, are you joking? Oh, he's actually being serious. No, it's, um, it's cool, guys. Don't, don't forget to um, uh, vote for us in the uh, best sports comedy category. <laughs> I, I just I just feel like, you know, Arsenal have got, <laughs> Arsenal have got some um, exciting up-and-coming players and I think that goes back to what you've said, Joe, about Spurs probably need to spend some money and get some fresh talent coming in. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait for the show next week when we've smashed them. Yeah. Come on. Come on, In Don Joe. Antonio we trust. Right. Smashing um, Joe in the face live in studio. <laughs> uh, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Hashtag me too. Uh, <laughs> whoops. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, some uh, some games from the FA Cup fourth round draw to look out for. Palace are hosting Hartlepool. Uh, Bournemouth got Boreham Wood. Chelsea hosting Plymouth. Kidderminster hosting West Ham as well. Some big games. United have got Borough as well. Hannah, yeah. your two teams. I know. I know. I think it was uh, the FA Cup final in 1997. Oh, we when I watched um when I watched that Middlesbrough got a Bovril and a Burger, my dad. Um but yeah. Cool, tweet what, about it. Like why have we you what? <laughs> Make sure you tweet about it. Exactly like that. <laughs> oh my god. We were, so just to clarify just to put this into perspective, we we're going through previous tweets, we were weren't we having a conversation about it. I looked through what I tweeted uh, back in the day and literally I couldn't be any more boring so one of my first ever tweets I put a picture collage of me with outside church on Christmas day with my dad and I would put I'd run 11 miles on Christmas morning being to church with my dad and having some stuffing and some turkey it was literally that boring and I was like when 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 was I ever this boring but I remember when I first went on Twitter and people were like whatever you write on there be very careful don't put opinions on there don't say anything that would offend anyone so I took that to the extreme of bringing like boring AF and put the most boring tweets up there so boring everything's about United from like 2014 onwards so why like- don't we release a podcast right which is a sleep aid so all we read out the previous tweets we read out Hannah's old call it row zzz see it would uh, work wouldn't it very yeah good, very good. put out Hannah's old tweets it'd be yeah. amazing so boring. I don't know why anybody would follow me on Twitter. No. Uh, like, I genuinely don't know why. I, I never tweet on there. I don't really know what I'm doing. I just put picture collages up. It's so boring. Oh, God. Oh. Right. Something that's not boring, segue alert, is transfer tidbits. 
Oh, like why? Why are we doing this twice? We've now had that on the three show? times. I this just is want too to much. Say. Like you can only do this once, Joe. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna take things out of the running order next week. You know, <laughs> no, why are you? I don't know if Hannah, face, Hannah knows how to do that, but yeah, Hannah, put your foot down. <laughs> Tell him. Mm. <laughs> right, let, give me a glass of prosecco, and I'll become the producer and director of this. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but we're only we're only allowed to do that once, Joe. So what? What's? But this is a different item. Yeah, we're not making with the same disgusting erotic noises. We want to try and win an award here. And make it yeah. this, this sort of <laughs> content that's got us nominated. <laughs> this is true. Mm, this is true. Mm, so, oh, what's that? Mm, mm. Ooh, transfer oh, transfer Why are you taking it out oh, your teeth? Oh, God, what are you, like, no. Tasty. Ooh. Right, come on, what's the Ooh. item? Um, Mike, we got some transfer rumours. Yeah. Arthur to Arsenal. Come on, Arthur. We need you. We need you in midfield. Oh, I'm coming, lads. Uh, oh, dear, I come. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> oh. Um, Mike, so Arthur from, yeah. where is he? Barcelona? He's at Juve, isn't he? Sorry. Um, Arthur sword, sword in the Stone. Is it that yeah. Arthur? Yes. <laughs> Could he be your Excalibur? Who's, who is that? Is, is that a king? Is that King Arthur, Joe? Uh, yeah, not a real king. But no. um, so a monk called, based in Wales called Geoffrey of Monmouth wrote uh, the Arthurian legends about Arthur and Guinevere and Lancelot and the Knights of the Round Table. And kind of all English kings thought this was true. And then at Glastonbury Abbey, I believe in the 13th century, I might be wrong, 13th or 12th, some um, bodies were dug up and they were thought to be the bodies of Arthur and uh, Guinevere. And they became kind of a shrine for English kings and queens to pay homage to. No way, but it was just all made up. Yeah, it's not real. It's with Geoffrey of Monmouth, the guy who kind of... No, I, I, I can't believe they, they believed it. The kings believed it. Yeah, but they also sort of just believed that like boiling a newt in a pot and putting it on like a broken leg might heal it and stuff. So not, not a time for sort of intellectual heavyweights in the Middle Ages. No, no. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, um, going fast forward in a little bit. Uh, this this, <laughs> really <laughs> this Arthur... Uh, or or Artur, as you might call him, uh, is a Br- Brazil Brazilian midfielder. Um, he was at Barcelona and was involved in a bit of a weird swap deal with Miralem Pjanic um, to go to Juventus, and Pjanic went to went to Barcelona the other way. Um, and yeah, basically, I think at Juventus he's sort of not needed anymore by Max Allegri, who's come back now. They've got a lot of midfielders, by the way. They're also trying to get rid of Aaron Ramsey. Um, but yeah, I think the Arsenal won a, a straight loan. Um, no obligation to buy, uh, just a sort of midfield cover, as I spoke about earlier, because we're really light in midfield at the moment. Could be a decent deal, but sort I think Juventus want to get a replacement first before they sort of let him go. But um, the report, recent reports are saying that uh, he's keen on the move. So I guess we'll see. Uh, another one is Chris Wood from Burnley from to Burnley Newcastle. To That's uh, mental. What What yeah, are they thinking? He's the only one who gets an eat. Well, I mean, obviously, apart from uh, what's his face, Maxwell Cornet, but is he? He's he's their hitman. What are they doing? Yeah, he's only I don't scored know. three goals this season. But they don't. But they they don't have any other options. Like, like it's goals. mental. Like Sean Dyche is supposed to apparently is livid, isn't he? Oh no! <laughs> well, I mean, you know. they're getting twenty five minutes. Sean. Just to ask you, 25 million for, for a bit of wood, a plank of wood. It's not bad, is it? But maybe it's a tactical thing, you know, because if they think they're going to get relegated, 
would you take the 25 million now? You probably would. But yeah, leaving midway, <laughs> leaving midway through the season um, when they're in the relegation zone and going to a rival yeah. team that's also potentially going to get relegated, which probably won't because they're spending an absolute fortune on buying like 30-year-olds. They'll get anyone they can at the moment in Newcastle. But um, yeah, I think it's. I'm, I'm disappointed for Burnley. I, I really hope Sean Dyche turns this around because I'd be gutted if, if Burnley get devastated, get relegated, <laughs> get uh, devastated. But Hannah, it's like, it's the thing is, if, as a Burnley fan, you're looking at that going, right, we've just sold pretty much like our only striker halfway yeah. through the season. That is that basically saying we're going to get relegated we need the money now. That's I, I would, as a football fan, that was the most kind of depressing thing to see. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. And that's why I was just speculating, is that a, a tactical thing if they think they're going to get relegated? But I, I can't imagine, Sean, you know, Sean Dyche doesn't want them to be relegated. Of course he doesn't. But, you know, if the club's been offered 25 million pounds for um a 30 year old striker that scored three goals so far this season he's been injured hasn't he as well who's out for a, a little while so arsenal pushing push arsenal pushing for vlajevic as well mike yeah uh dusan vlajevic scored 16 Serie A goals this season i'm not completely convinced uh about him yeah i've seen him play a few times but um, it's always difficult to make the transition from from Italy to England, I think, for, for a lot of strikers. Um, so whether he'd be, you know, worth the sort of money that we're talking about, I think Juvent, um, Juventus, Juventus are also in there, but Fiorentina won about 75 million. Um, that's a lot of money for a 21-year-old who's not really been com- performing at the highest level for the longest amount of time. I think he he did well last season as well, but before that, you know, he's 21 years old. And when you're not like Erling Haaland... I think it's sort of difficult to to command a, a fee like that. Uh, but Arsenal were obviously desperate because they're in a bit of a, a tricky situation because Aubameyang's obviously in exile. Um, Lacazette's contract's up at the end of the season. Um, Balogun's gone on loan to to Middlesbrough. And um, Edin Ketio looks like he might stay to the end of the season. But after that, he's probably going to go. So, yeah, they're, they're, they've sort of like put themselves in a corner a bit. Um, and let, let's see what's going to happen. <laughs> No one puts no one puts Dusan in the corner. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I knew that was coming. Dirty dancing. So. Yeah, I, I couldn't it, remember yeah. his name. So and he's was... he's quite young as well, so you could call him a baby. Um, Luca Dinia looks like he's going to Villa, um, yeah. and Philippe Coutinho at Villa. Apparently, Steven Gerrard called him up himself to convince him. Hey, you know, Luca. <laughs> no, what's his name? Philippe. Philippe Coutinho. You want to come to Aston Villa, mate? <laughs> oh, ages. Oh, mate. We'll play some dead god fussy here at Villa, mate. Um, <laughs> but that's mad, that, isn't it? Philippe Coutinho, he's one of the best players in the Premier League a few years ago, Hannah, and now he's at Villa. Mad. Yeah. Well, I think I feel like Villa and Newcastle next season are just going to, like, not, I don't mean surprise us all, but they're going to be up there. Well, I've got, I, I quite like Villa, but I've got a mate. And if you are listening, Stuart, I am talking about you. I've got a mate <laughs> who's a Villa fan and he's such an annoying football fan. So <laughs> I just don't want them to succeed. And yes, yeah. Stuart, again, I am talking about you. <laughs> so just, you're the reason I don't like your club. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, it's time for a brand new feature, though. It's time to go over to our man in Africa, Mike Stavru. Mike, what's happening at AFCON? 
Give us a rundown. Give us the facts and stats. Well, you've watched every second of this tournament, Mike, so you're across it. What's what's happening? Three, two, one, action. Yeah, AFCON, the first major tournament of 2022. It's finally underway in Cameroon, uh, who are hosting the competition. First time uh, it's taken place since 2019. was originally meant to take place um, a while ago, but it was delayed. Um, or summer of 2021, to be factual. Because of the global yeah. pandemic. Yeah, remember um, that? <laughs> yeah, so obviously reigning champions, um, Algeria, will be looking to defend their crown from last time. The favourites going into the tournament, Senegal, Algeria, Cameroon, Nigeria, Morocco and Ivory Coast. So what So what happened? There's a match, wasn't there, guys? It was um, postponed or there was an issue with the, the ref? What happened? So Mali beat Tunisia. Thank you, Hannah. Mali beat Tunisia 1-0 at the uh, Africa Cup of Nations in a Group F game which ended in controversy after the referee blew for full-time prematurely. Carthage Eagles coach Monde Kabea and his technical staff raced onto the field to confront Jani Sakazwe after he ended the game a minute early. After Mali manager Mohamed Mogasuba's post-match press conference had started, tournament organisers ordered the game to be played to a conclusion. However, in more farcical scenes, Tunisia's players did not return to the field and Mali were declared the winners. Kebia called the referee's actions inexplicable, adding he blew for the full-time whistle and asked us to go to the dressing room so the players were in their ice baths and then he asked us to come back out. In 30 years in this business, I've never seen anything like it. Well, and if you it? like that sort of stuff, there was also a moment when a player was being taken off the pitch and as he was about to be stretched off, the medical buggy hit him. <laughs> so if you thought he had problems already, you're injured, you're potentially out of like a tournament you've been waiting your whole life for. And some bloke drives into you. Is he okay? He's fine. I mean, All his right. in original injury. But oh, so it's okay it. for us to laugh about it then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not his original injury, but also one of my favourite moments of the week. So Sierra Leone had their first AFCON match since 1966. They won and their keeper hadn't played for some time. And... Just, just like Google this Sierra Leone keeper, right? Because he was basically determined to single-handedly win his team's first AFCON game in 50-odd years. And it just all starts from immediately like running out the box, sliding tackles, a diving header where he runs out of his own box. But when there's several players around him, so he's in like the thick of all the defenders and stuff, he got the man of the match award and he cried afterwards as well. Oh. It was absolutely, it's like, if you ever think football's horrible and all about money and it's all cynical and players are all just watch that. Because it was just such a wonderful moment. Um, yeah, and I really like AFCON. It's always a really fun tournament. And I really hate this kind of implication that some Premier League managers and fans have kind of been like, oh, why is it happening? Why is it happening? It was a summer tournament last year. It got rearranged due to yeah. the pandemic. But loads of people just kind of like, oh, right now we're going to like, we're losing players. There is nothing more important than playing for your country in international tournaments, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. So I think it should be absolutely uh, prioritised. Right, it's time for the section that we like to call Any Other Business. And you're going to like this, Hannah. Well, actually, okay. you've seen it because you've read the running order, of course. Of course. Um, but according to a new study, cats are scared of cucumbers. Hmm? Hannah isn't. <laughs> what do you think I do with cucumbers? Go on, Joe. Well, all I'm saying is they, they arrive a cucumber and they end a pickle. So... <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll put a cucumber if you carry on like this. So go on then, talk about these bloody cucumbers. <laughs> Cats are scared of cucumbers. I'll tell you what, I actually really, I love cucumbers. I eat a lot of cucumbers. 
I eat a lot of cucumbers. (laughs) We are so immature, honestly. It's you guys. I can't work with these unprofessional people. But uh, animal behaviorist and author of Chasing Dr. Doolittle, Con Slobodikov. Slobodikov. Is he Greek? Slobodikov. Slob off. Slob off. Not Your con slobber off. Bloody hell. What, what feature are we doing here, Jay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he said the cats are scared of... You were pulling <laughs> earlier and now you're talking about <laughs> off. This is too much. I'm going to have to chat with your mum. He said that cats are scared of cucumbers because they look like snakes. I was just going to say, do you have any irrational? Things? What has this got to do with football? No. <laughs> <laughs> when it, when this is too much for Hannah, you know you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when well, I'm you, confused, you know you've no, gone too generally, far. Generally confused, right? What was the question? Have I got anything I'm I'm scared I was, of? I was going to say, have you got any irrational fears? But <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I think, yeah. I just don't like it when people rub my eyebrows the wrong way. But that's <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, but that's all the rage now, though, isn't it? For girls to have their eyebrows sticking up. I hate it. I hate it. If like, if like people like rub their eye, like rub their eyebrows the wrong way in front of me, it makes me feel sick. So like against the grain. So like that way is lovely, but like ugh, that way is disgusting. Really? That's it. <laughs> and I have to like smooth them out afterwards. My friend Lottie, who I, <laughs> my friend Lottie, who. My friend Lottie, who I used to work with, uh, used to look at me between the gap in our computers and rub her eyebrows the wrong way, and I used to think I was going to throw up. Really? Yeah, it's horrible. (laughs) So... I tell you what's minging is when people crunch. I can't stand it when people crunch. I never give my kids crunchies because I hate, like, kids eat that, like horses, and it's so irritating. So my husband at Christmas um, had some Pringles just before Christmas, and he sits there and he puts five Pringles in his mouth at once. And just crunches them. So I got all the Pringles. I put them into a sandwich bag. <laughs> I got, I got the the um, rolling pin. Crunched them all down, and then I poured them back into the Pringle tube. And I, I passed it to him, and he opened it. He was like, oh, "Babe, what's happened?" And I was like, oh, "I don't know." But I'd secretly recorded the whole thing and made it into a silly little reel. And he genuinely didn't realise that I'd I'd done that. I can't stand people crunching when you're on the train and people eat crisps. Especially if they get pork scratchings, I'm like, Ugh. that's like a passive aggressive form of psychological torture. <laughs> they do that to his pring. All he wants is a nice Pringle or five, like at the end of a long day, and you've smashed them all up. I'm I like, think what, no I need think, to eat that. I know. I think that's what they call the ick. Have you heard of the ick? No. It's like um, this thing. This is like a trend on TikTok, but um, when girls find things uh, within their partners or or not actually within, <laughs> within um, them. but <laughs> fine things. Of, of, is spleen? Tuba Pringles. <laughs> There's his kidney. They discover, they discover things about their partners that gives them the ick. So it could be like eating loudly. It could be like when they, I don't know, say thank you too many times or something really stupid that just makes you put, puts you off oh. and is like, it's like, ugh. Do you know what I mean? Like the it, and when you get the ick, it's like irreversible. Like once you have it, that's it. Everything yeah. is tainted. But it's fine now because I just, I just um, 
break down all the crisps and then it, ne it never does a big crunch. Normal, normal solution. So it's fine. Yeah, my, my kids yeah. are like, How, where's the quavers? I'm like, they're all in powder form at the bottom of the packet. <laughs> Enjoy. <God. laughs> I don't do it to their Pringles as well. I just do it to my husband's and anything that would make a crunch. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Shall we just leave it there? Yeah. <laughs> Also, we have a sponsor, Their Clothing, a cool clothing company where the idea is to create a wardrobe of essential pieces at affordable prices. <laughs> Anna's just laughing. Um, and because you listen to Rose Ed, all you have to do is head to virclothing.com and use the code JOE20, that's J-O-E-20, to receive 20% off your order and all the money raised goes towards the podcast. At Their, they hope that every man from every background can... <laughs> can find a piece of themselves in our collection and the whole team come from a fashion buying and design background <laughs> their vision is to keep style simple as they believe fashion should not be complicated or unaffordable it should be easy and carefree and when trying to look good for any occasion <laughs> remember just head to virclothing.com and use the code joe20 that's j-o-e-20 to receive 20% off your order and all the money raised goes towards the podcast. Shampoos. <laughs> I can't believe you just carried on. Oh my God, well. I was laughing so hard. My abdominals hurt. <laughs> yeah, my head's, my oh, head hurts. Like the vein in my head's popping. <laughs> um, right, we've got an exciting week next week, haven't we, Hannah? That was enthusiastic. <laughs> We've got a really exciting <laughs> Oh, John, I'm so sorry for this edit, mate. I really am. <laughs> it's going to be fun, don't worry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we've got an amazing uh, week next week. I'm super, super excited. We've got a special guest on, Joe. Yep. Are we Are we his biggest fans? Do you 100%. Think, so on Instagram, there's a guy called Mr. Jack Skipper. He's on TikTok too. And Hannah and I absolutely love him. So he does all these, like, he does clips, kind of everything from, like, stuff about after parties with your mates to, like, picking his kids up from nursery uh, to impressions of his mum and her mate, Sandra. <laughs> and honestly, like, I, I kind of shared it at New Year. Um, like, I think it's, it's my favourite Instagram account of 2022. It makes me laugh every single day. And Jack's a Palace fan and he's coming on the show. So super cool. I don't, I sort of feel like... I don't know how to handle it because I watch his videos every day. feels like having like Barack Obama on the show or something <laughs> like the level of fame is going to be like blinding for me. I feel um, like we need to, we need to get snacks and stuff and like have a green room for our snack studio. Snack skipper. Snack skipper. We need to find out <laughs> what he likes and we'll get him drunk and just, yeah, have a great time. Why are we getting him, why are we getting him drunk? <laughs> I don't What's know. What's that got to do with uh, anything? I don't know. We don't need to, we don't need I'm to do that. we get a cucumber up. We don't, yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> oi, oi. Yeah, so I think we need to get his, his favourite snacks. We need to treat him like royalty. Mm. And um, yeah, it's going to be an amazing show. We'll be in a studio, um, as we said last week. So that's cool. Uh, ran out of enthusiasm towards the end there. <laughs> so, yeah. I was just yeah. thinking about snacks and then I was like, mm, maybe I'm hungry. So Jack's going to be on the show. You're on the schnell. On the schnell. On the link. No, I'm going to, right. <laughs> uh, if you've got, if you've Don't got be any like this next week when he's here. With your intro. I like it, Chris Elba, Jack. No, uh, so Jack's going to be on the show. If you've got any questions for Jack or if you have any problems that you want Jack to solve, we're going to do an agony uncle or aunt feature so if you've got any problems for jack to solve uh, just get in touch it's rosehead pod on instagram and tiktok it's rosehead soccer on twitter 
And yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, we've joined the 90 Min Football Network. So we're going to be all across there, Facebook and YouTube and TikTok and Twitter and Instagram. So that's really, really exciting. Um, so thanks again for listening because that's how we've done it because you guys listen to the show. Um, and enjoy it so we really really love that thank you so if you do want to vote for us in the sports podcast awards or in the comedy category thank you very much Hannah thank you thanks Mike cheers lad and we will see you next time bye bye